You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Living and offense-free life. Will you write that down? Living and offense-free life. Of course, in Luke 17, 1, just for your uh, reference, you don't have to go there. You can stay right here. We have discovered that offense is a choice. Not only that, Jesus said it is impossible that no offense <clears throat> excuse me, should come. In other words, the opportunity to be offended. That again, that is the Greek word scandalin, from which we get the English word, from which we get the English word scandal. Uh, and it means to trap someone, to put a trap sticker in their way to cause them to stumble, to be a snare, to ensnare someone. And it refers to the part of the trap that actually catches its prey. And there are many fruits or manifestations of one being offended. But nonetheless, um, it is a choice. You don't have to be offended. You don't have to live trapped. And throughout this teaching, we've discovered that a lot of times when we come into the body of Christ, we are already offended. Maybe something happened in your childhood, maybe, or because of your perception of what happened, or, or maybe something you heard. Like, watch this. All preachers want is your. See, you don't, you don't hear that. I think we, we, did we go over this? Did we rehearse this? So now watch this. If I allow that to get into my spirit, every time the preacher mentions the word money, guess what? I will get offended. Are you with me? So, and that's just an example, a classic example of some things that we could hear uh, before we received Jesus. So when we come into the body of Christ, everything, uh, don't, we want to hear about everything, but if, there's, if there is a proclivity, pro, excuse me, proclivity that you have, uh, and you hear the preacher uh, read a verse, uh, that perhaps is something that you're still uh, trying to overcome. You may get offended. I didn't even call you. You just seen it in the Bible. And because you're still dealing with it, you, you, you attacked me. He called me a wine beer. I didn't say no such a thing. He called me a fornicator. I, don't, I didn't even say your name. So we could allow ourselves to get offended. So we want to talk about living an offense-free life. Uh, and let me say this. You don't have to be trapped. You don't have to live trapped, man. And listen, uh, and Jesus gives us uh, the remedy how to do this, but you have to do it. Amen? Now watch this. You can leave service. Someone pull out in front of you. Guess what? Today say, you ain't trapping me. Go ahead. That person that I was talking to during, during our confession who, who was indignant because I have on jeans, just right now, just say, man, <laughs> maybe that's all he got, but I'm not going to get offended. Okay, boy, y'all, y'all a tough crowd today. I'm hoping at least one by one person ride with a brother this morning. <clears throat> but we want to talk about living. Where you at, Reese? Let the people know you. In the, is Reese here today? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She said I can talk about it, so I will. Now, real quickly, um... Second Peter, and just let me give you a, a, a little summary. I usually give it after I read, but just let me kind of set the context here. Uh, the reason uh, First Peter writes, uh, we in first, well, I'm going to refer back to First and Second Peter, but the first epistle of Peter is written shortly after Rome was burned down by their uh, emperor Nero. He had a lust for building. 
So when he burnt down the city of Rome, the Romans were totally devastated. Why? Because all of their religious elements were burned up in the fire. As I stated earlier, uh, before we began, a lot of their idols or things that was devoted as gods were burned up along with the fire. Consequently, some became homeless. Some uh, were not only that, but they were totally devastated. Uh, but just like a real point, uh, a real just a little side note. Notice I said that their gods burned in the fire. Why would you serve someone who's yet not alive? But if anybody died or anybody was alive, it should have been the God that you worshiped. That's why earlier I said, man, you are in a good place when you serve and worship the true and living God. So, so in order to direct, redirect the hostility, Nero needed a scapegoat. So who better to use than the Christians? And they, they were already hostile towards the Christians because they, they, they worshiped or they associated with the Jews. So if I blame it on them, guess who we can persecute? The Christians. So since Nero uh, used the Christians as a scapegoat, he began, uh, uh, they began to become hostile, bitter, angry, mad toward Christians. So Christians began to be persecuted and suffered as a result. Okay? Now, now follow me for a second. So Peter writes this particular epistle uh, to teach them, listen to this, because we can do this. He writes them to teach them how to live victoriously in the midst of hostility. So as a Christian... You can live in victory even though you are in the midst of hostility. Notice offense is a choice. He t and he teaches them to do this, listen, to do this without losing hope, without becoming bitter, while trusting in the living God. So in succinct, that's the first epistle. So when you read it, that's the gist of it. So when we get to 2 Peter, he's writing now to warn them against false teachers who were morally corrupt and watch this, who denied Christ and twisted the scriptures. So anytime you see one, someone who is, uh, 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 when people talk about false apostles and false preachers, listen, a good indicator is that they're teaching you things that go against scripture. A false apostle or a false teacher will lead you away from Christ. You're not a false apostle because you're teaching on tithes and offering. You're not a false apostle because you're teaching people how to live disciplined lives. You, 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 you are a false apostle or someone false when you're leading people away from what's written. That's just, I'm just giving y'all nuggets. You guys are students, right? Look at your neighbor and say, he's a teacher. So he, he ain't about to tune up. He's already tuned up. He was tuned up 15 minutes ago. So, he, so, so he, now, what he does in 2 Peter, what we're about to see here, he exhorts them to grow in their faith, listen to this, and in the knowledge of Christ. I want to give you this because, uh, and I've been saying this, echoing this throughout this teaching, you cannot be successful at this just trying to depend on coming once a week. You have to be in this word every day. You have to meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein. And Joshua says, man, then you will have good success. You will make your own way prosperous. But you have to do this every day. So he's encouraging Christians that they need to grow in the personal knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, let me say this. The greatest protection against false teachings comes from having a solid foundation in the word of God. I say it again. The greatest protection against false teachings comes against or comes from having a solid foundation in the word. That's why it's good to be, you know, uh, Timothy says, study to show ourselves approved. 
workmen need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. What about the lost books? There are no lost books of the Bible. And things that people say are lost, when it's studied, they contradict what's written. That's why they was not inserted or inspired by God. Let me say this. Man did not write the Bible. There's one author, but many penmen. Man wrote as they were inspired by God. Man didn't write the Bible. Why are you mad at the white man? King James didn't write the Bible. Why are you mad at the blue man? Men, men wrote as they were inspired by God. This is just nugget. I'm going to teach this. I'm just, I'm just giving you some nuggets. These are nuggets. You have to study it out. What about the lost tribes of Israel? There are no lost tribes. Study. Are you here? No, watch this. When you study, you need more than one reference. You have to go in depth. And sometimes we rebuttal and we fight and they haven't read one book, haven't done any research. You just pick it back off what somebody else who was unlearned repeated. Then you start asking for scripture and validation. Oh, I don't know, but it's in there. In there where? Are you here? Is he yelling? I'm not, I'm not, yeah. So number one, let's talk about this. So when we get to chapter two, in this particular pericope or passage of scripture, he is dealing with supplementing our faith. Will you say that? Supplementing our faith. Supplementing our faith are things that we need to add to our faith. Now, we're talking about living offense-free. I wanted to go here because he encourages us to grow in the knowledge of Jesus. So he gives us some knowledge or information on how to do this. And he named seven things. And I don't think it's, uh, he, he, the Lord inserted seven by happenstance. Seven is the number of completion. And I think if we would actively do these things, you can walk in peace. Are you here? Write this down for your knowledge. No. It's the Greek word gnosis. It literally means knowledge or it expresses a knowledge. Listen to this. That grows in, a, that grows in progress. So it's not something that you read one time. You have to do this continuously. A real student is someone who continues to learn beyond high school, beyond college, <laughs> beyond 30, 35, 40. Are you here? So he, he gives us some examples of how to supplement our faith. I got 33 minutes. I need to get out. Will y'all let me get all this to y'all today? Can I take an extra five? Okay. Y'all want to do a vote? Listen, let's read. Can we read this out loud? Look at your neighbor and say, why are you so mad? Smile. Show me your tooth. Watch this. Come on. Y'all playing too much. Come on now. Come on. Come on. For, okay, see, we in church now. For his divine power. Come on, everyone reading. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are what? Are requisite and what? Suited to a life of godliness. Through the full personal, not see, there again, knowledge of him who called us by, come on. Okay, next verse. By means of these, everyone, by means of these, he has what? So that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, rottenness and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust and greed. And become sharers, partakers of his divine nature, actually. For this very reason, okay, listen, adding, do y'all see this? Your diligence to the divine promises, employ every e effort in exercising your faith, listen to this, to develop what? 
Virtue is, is telling you what it is. And in exercising virtue, what? Develop knowledge. Are y'all here? Intelligence. Come on. And in exercising knowledge, develop self-control. And in exercise self-control, develop steadfastness. He's telling us if we do these things, what it's going to produce. Okay? Steadfastness, develop godliness, piety. Verse 7. And in exercising godliness, develop brotherly what? You know why a lot of people don't love? Because they don't practice walking in love. Let me tell you something, man. Let, 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 let me help you. We, we talk about we want to be like Jesus. You can't be like Jesus if you don't have the mind of Jesus. You can't be like Jesus if you don't have the attitude of Jesus. You, you think a born, uh, somebody who just got saved today, who disregarded God for 30 years, can love you like Christ loved you? No, not immediately. The mind got to be renewed. And when our mind is renewed, we're doing nothing more than exchanging our thoughts with the thoughts of God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So that explains, so, so when you understand that, you're going to be so easily offended. He, he sti- Lord, still, he's still perfecting me day by day. Are you here? And in exercising brotherly affection, what? Christian love. You know why a lot of people don't want to receive Jesus? Because the, those of us who are naming the name of Jesus, we're not showing Condemning folk, everybody not going to look like you. Everybody may not dress like you. Every may, everyone's not going to articulate like you. So we have to accept. Some of us can have tattoos. Some of us can have pink hair, yellow hair, jeans with holes on it. But we love God. And if you can't love me like Jesus, then please, I do not want to hear your opinion. So they go with the people who have more discipline. For as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, they will keep you. Do you see this from being idle or unfruitful until the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one? Keep going, 9 and 10. For whoever lacks these things is, uh, lacks these qualities is what? Blind. You remember throughout this teaching we said that word offense, people get offended because of, of obscured vision. If the eye is bad, the whole body is full of darkness. Notice he said, for whoever lacks these qualities is blind spiritually, spiritual myopia, short-sighted, seeing only what is near to him (laughs) or her, and has become what? Oblivious to the fact that he has been cleansed from his old sin. Listen, you were delivered from acting like that. You have been delivered from speaking like that. This is what he's saying. If you're still doing that, you're blind. If you still get rust up and want to curse and fight every time somebody says something against you, you, you forgot who you are. Certainly, I like to smack you back. I mean, as long as you don't hit me now. If you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. But, I, 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 you know, we can't want to fight every time somebody says something crazy. You have children. And if you want to fight every time somebody says something to you, what, what is that? That's not the character of Jesus. It's just a nugget. Sometimes your post just show, oh, here go a tweet or a tad or something, uh, dug it. Here go. Sometimes what you post just shows how unintelligent you are. You ought, you ought to be a little bit more stronger than that. And if you bark every time somebody says something, perhaps maybe she is what they accused her of being. Maybe he is. Uh, watch this. Because it is, be careful. Be all the more uh, solicitous and eager to make what? The rap, to, to ratify, excuse me, to strengthen and make steadfast your calling and ele- uh, election. If you do this, you will never stumble or fall. 
So if we do these things, nothing would trip you up. Now, watch this. Word says you would never stumble or fall. Right? You, you got to write this down. We do an in-depth study of you never, you, you would never stumble or fall. So, Brother Fred, when you do, I mean, when you study this thing in the Greek, this is what it means. You will never stumble or fall. That, that's what it means. What, what, you looking for something deeper? <laughs> now, you would never stumble. What never mean? So don't let people tell you, oh, you can fall. No, 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 because the scripture tells me if I do these things, I, I won't never stumble or fall. Yes, you will. Now, what does the Bible, you believe me? The man who keeps falling to Jesus. That doesn't mean you won't never miss it. But if, if I do these things, you'll have a lot of check marks. Are you here? Ah, boy. Verses 1 through 4. This is what he's saying. The power to grow doesn't come from within ourselves, but from God. You can't do this alone. You can't do this because you're eating healthy. We all, thank God we're eating healthy. You can't do this just because you work out. Work your spiritual muscles. Are you here? Christ's power is the source of the believer's sufficiency and perseverance. Only way we can do this, brother, brother Frederick, is to rely on Christ's strength. Are you here? So that's what he's saying. You, can, you know how you're going to do this? I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness to live a godly, wholesome life. You need my strength. You hear? Verses 5 through 9 says this. This is what he's saying. Faith must be more than belief in certain facts. It must result in action. You really, you really have faith? Let's see your action. How do you respond when somebody said, man, I heard? How do you respond? We're about to see. Uh. <laughs> He says this, faith must be more than belief in certain facts. It must result in action. Growth in Christian character and the practice of moral discipline or else, I mean, it, it literally decay. I mean, your testimony. Notice in verse 10, he said, man, you know, it, it's as if you hadn't even, you don't even realize who you are. If, if, if you always tripping up over. Now watch this. These actions, they don't come automatically. You, you're not going to walk in discipline just because you say. You're not going to love because you, man, I come to church every Sunday. Pastor, I get up, do my daily devotion at 6 a.m. That's good. But you have to do it every day. Pastor, I praise. That's how they say it. I praise before I eat. They require work. Then he said, notice, they're not optional. All of these must be a continual a continual part of your Christian walk. You should always be disciplined. You should always walk in love, increasing the knowledge. Then he's saying, you don't start, you don't finish one and start the next. But we, we work on them together. I said again, we don't finish one. In other words, I'm working on knowledge right now, pal. I deal with self-discipline later. No. Uh-uh. Ain't that, ain't that love yet, pal. I'm still, I'm still on virtue. I'm not in love yet. Work with me, Jesus. Watch this. They're not optional. All of them must be a continual part of the Christian life. We don't finish one and start the next, but we are to work on them all together. Verse 10. 
and I'm just kind of condensing what I'll explain in these verses what they meant, what we just read. So thank you. Verse 10, Peter, he wanted to, some of these believers became complacent. Let me tell you why they became complacent. Because of the false teachers, they became complacent. Listen, you're a Christian now. You don't have, you don't have to live disciplined lives. And even though our salvation is not based upon works, we must still live disciplined. And there are those who, because of what was being taught, they felt like, well, I'm, I'm under, and we are under the dispensation of grace. But that doesn't mean you live as if you have no ruling authority in your life. Are you here? Hmm. This is what Peter said. And in spite of what the false teachers were saying, Peter wrote, the development of these qualities, watch this, proves that you belong to the Lord. So when we do these, that actually demonstrates that you are a child of the living God. Now, this is a good nugget to write down. Salvation does not depend on works, but it results in good works. Y'all get that? No, it's not dependent on works, but it results in me walking good. It results in me being disciplined. It results in me having virtue. It results in me loving my neighbor. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.